Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Today is indisputably an anniversary. An anniversary of what is what we cannot agree on. Because we are a polarized country, a divided country. uh, One that shows no signs of uniting. One that cries out for a leader who could be the unifier he promised to be when he took the inauguration almost a year ago on January the 20th. But that is not who Joe Biden has been. And that is certainly not who he was this morning in an address on January the 6th, 2022, to commemorate January 2021, and to basically remind you that he's the president, and don't you forget it. He's legitimate. Donald Trump is a bad, mean, orange man who's mean and bad and orange. And that if you voted for Donald Trump, you may not be orange, but you are mean, And you are bad. That is where we begin a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. I remember well how I felt last year on January the 6th. The show then aired at 5 p.m. It gave us the perspective of the day's events in Washington where Trump spoke. The Stop the Steal rally. He said, go down to the Capitol, peacefully protest. Now, I don't absolve President Trump of complete blame, complete uh, accountability on what happened at the Capitol. But this is a problem that we have in our society now that is really damaging for the future of our country. And that is we are not getting in any way, shape or form an accurate accounting of what is going on. And we are, I fear, going to forever be denied an honest accounting of what happened as we look back on it with the perspective of history. Do you think that the tale of January 6th will ever be honestly told by the major networks? by most of the cable networks, by most historians who are drawing paychecks from institutions that long ago were overrun by leftist ideology? I have no confidence in that. Nor would I argue that you should have confidence in that. Because the people who are supposed to lead us pick and choose what they accentuate what they deplore, 
what they tolerate and what they celebrate based upon not truth, but based upon which way their political ideologies lean, which is to say which way will preserve the power, prestige, and prominence they currently hold. This is not just true nationally. It is true locally. And I can't wait to go through with you the account of January 6th from an Ohio perspective written by the dispatches resident uh, Republican assassin Haley B. Miller. Uh, Wow. (laughs) She is some kind of partisan, ladies and gentlemen. And just the highlight right off the top to illustrate what I'm saying about your perspective of history depends upon your, your view of current politics. In the story on the Columbus Dispatch today, commemorating January 6th and how awful it is and how threatening it is for the future of Ohio and Ohio politics, uh, there is a tweet from longtime Senator Sherrod Brown. Oh, Sherrod Brown. He's the man of the people. He's always fighting for the little guy, right? Sherrod Brown, he's the working man's friend, even though he has never been a working man in any endeavor not paid for by the taxpayers. He is 69 years old. He has never, ever in his life held a position that was not funded by the taxpayers or a position he did not get because of the political office he held. 100%. He's been a senator since 2007. And the tweet that Haley B. Miller published in the dispatch today is from Sherrod Brown, who says, This is the first time I'm sharing my photos from January 6th. I took these exactly the morning after the insurrection. This is what I saw in the Capitol. And there are four photos. And what we have is... What appears to be a college dorm room after a drunken Friday night bender. There are cushions thrown askew. There are assorted items on desks turned upside down. It doesn't look anything like the carnage that took place across the country in the aftermath of BLM and Antifa, mostly peaceful protests, that led to the deaths of, what, more than 50 people and caused more than $5 billion in property damage that put untold businesses out of business forever, that radically changed the lives of thousands, if not tens of thousands of Americans who depended on those businesses. It does not look anything, the picture Sherrod Brown took in the Capitol, like the utter devastation and degradation in the aftermath of Chaz Chop in Seattle, which was an actual insurrection where crazy lunatics took over a portion of real estate in a major American city for weeks and would not allow the police in. I mean, come on, people. I am not going to, nor I will I ever, minimize the ugliness and the wrongheadedness of January the 6th. This show was airing at 5 p.m. then, and I said right away, 
This is the wrong way to protest this election. This is not what we do. But, but, this is why Joe Biden came out today and gave a speech. This is why Kamala Harris came out and gave a speech today. Because they must remind you that on this one day, they have tangible evidence, and they will forever use it, to prove that they are the good people. That anyone who supported Donald Trump is the worst element of our society. That they know best because if you're in charge, what happened on January 6th will happen every day. The New York Times wrote a story just this past week. Every day is January the 6th. Every day. Well, every day is not January the 6th. No matter how much they try to tell you that it is so that they can take over from a federal perspective how elections are conducted in our country so they can ballot harvest, so they can mail ballots to anyone and everyone. It is not January the 6th every day because we have the Constitution behind us. And hopefully we have a Supreme Court that will uphold that Constitution. Strike down things like vaccine mandates and eventually abortion and get us back closer to the kind of country we were meant to be. January the 6th was bad. It just wasn't as bad and wasn't what they say it was. It was a bunch of looky-loos and followers who followed a relative few crazed zealots who assaulted the Capitol and deplorably and intolerably assaulted 140 police officers. But it was not a deadly insurrection, which are the two words that will be used repeatedly today on television and every day, the deadly insurrection. It was not the worst day in American history. It wasn't even close to December 7th, 1941, or 9-11-01, the two dates Kamala Harris equated it to today. There are untold numbers of days in American history that were worse than this. Did we forget the number of children who died in the Oklahoma City bombing? I guess we did. But this is the tale they like to tell. This is the tale they will tell because, again, they can remind you, this day you were awful. This day we were better. As we were gleefully rubbing our hands together while hiding under the desk with AOC and Nancy Pelosi and others, plotting how we could forever use this to our advantage. Truth always wins. And the people who are not telling the truth about this day may have won temporarily, but certainly not permanently. So we will talk at 11.33 with Dr. Mark Caleb Smith of Cedarville University. Uh, Dr. Smith is a student of history, and he is a professor at Cedarville, and he has a great perspective on a lot of things that we are talking about in the news these days, about vaccine mandates and the Supreme Court, what they'll do Friday when they hear the case, uh, possibly upholding the Mississippi abortion law. What about Joe Biden and the shelf life of some of the policies that he has 
instituted and positions he has taken that have caused his approval ratings to tank. So Mark Caleb Smith at 11.33 this morning. But I wanted to give you a flavor in advance of that of what the president had to say this morning about January the 6th. And as I said, if I put it under an umbrella just to encapsulize what it was, it was basically, I'm the president and don't you forget it. And it was incredible to me that he spent, I mean, 20 minutes going over, maybe more, because I got in late on it. I mean, why would I tune him in right away? He's never on time. But I got in late, and it was just like a rehash of, hey, the election was fair, and hey, I'm president, and hey, Trump is bad. And he just said some things that I went, Are, do you listen to yourself when you say these kinds of things? Here's an idea of what I'm talking about. To me, the true patriots were the more than 150 Americans who peacefully expressed their vote at the ballot box. The election workers who protected the integrity of the vote and the heroes who defended this capital. You can't love your country only when you win. You can't obey the law only when it's convenient. You can't be patriotic when you embrace and enable lies. You can't love your country only when you win? Does, Bur- Does Michelle Obama know about this? Is she aware you, can only, you, you, you can't only love your country when you win? Remember her famous, oh, for the first time ever, I'm proud of my country. I lost the rest of that stupid comment from him. I mean, just, just incredible. The lack of self-awareness. Uh, and he went on and on and on about Trump. So let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. <laughs> Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. <clears throat> he built his lie over months. Wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. I'm the president. Defeated by a margin of over 7 million of your votes. I'm the president. Don't you forget it. In a full and free and fair election. The more I say it, the more it's true. There's simply zero proof the election results are inaccurate. Other than Zuckerberg's 400 million. In every venue where evidence had to be produced, an oath to tell the truth had to be taken. The former president failed to make his case. Now, good for you, Joe Biden. Keep mentioning Donald Trump. Keep that name in front of people. Great idea. Whatever happened to never let him see you sweat? Never let him see you sweat. Joe Biden is like the, uh, remember the old movie broadcast news, Albert Brooks sweating profusely? That's Joe Biden. Remember the uh, movie Airplane? The pilot is water dripping on him? That's Joe Biden. His poll numbers are in the tank. And so the one thing he can go back to is, remember the good old days when I was popular and I got 81 million votes thanks to Zuckerberg's half a billion dollars? Uh, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind everybody, I'm not, I'm not orange men bad. So then after this thing ended today, Joe Biden went and faced the assembled media. Here's what he said to the assembled media who got to ask him a question. Listen closely. It's not about me. It's not about the vice president. It really isn't. That's the thing that bothers me most about 
the sort of attitude that seems to be emerging to some degree in American politics. It's not about you, it's about me. That's how it's viewed. But it's not about me. It's not about whether I'm president or she's vice president. It's about the system and about somebody who decides to put himself above everything. And uh, so. Okay, so I stopped it there because it's not about me, but he spent the entire speech making it about Trump and him. Making it about, I'm the president, I'm this, I, he made it all about himself, which was not lost upon the assembled sycophants who were there listening to Biden counter, contradict everything he had said in the previous 30 minutes. But I did not want to turn it into a contemporary political battle between me and the president. It's huh? way beyond that. What? It's way beyond that. But does calling him out divide more than it heals, sir? Does calling him out divide more than it heals? You've talked so much about healing, sir, healing this country. No, no, look, the way you have to heal, you have to recognize the extent of the wound. You can't pretend. This is serious stuff. And a lot of people, understandably, want to go, look, I, I, that was an exception. I, you know, I just assume not face it. you got to face it. That's what great nations do. They face the truth, deal with it, and move on. Mr. President, has in this country? You talked about protecting the right to vote, sir. And with that, after saying, you got to face it, that's what great nations do. They face the truth. He walked away. Mr. That's what great nations do. They face it. They face the truth. He turned and walked away. I mean, I can't make this stuff up. He is so unable to have any shred of self-awareness. How do you say, this is what great nations do. You got to face it. You got to recognize the extent of the womb. Now, did he... Maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he walked away because in that moment where he said, this is what great nations do, they face the truth. They face it. Maybe he was like, whoa, great nations face the truth. I guess I better go get Hunter's laptop and bring it out here and insist that the networks write about what's on Hunter's laptop about Burisma, I guess I better disclose how much money I got. I guess I better fess up to the fact that I met with all the executives and that I didn't tell the truth when I said I didn't know anything about Hunter's business dealings. And I guess I better tell everybody about the times he flew on Air Force Two with me to Ukraine and to China and everywhere else. Maybe that's what he meant by facing the truth. But I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Dr. Mark Caleb Smith, Cedarville University. We'll join us next to try to make some sense of this nonsense.